Welcome to the ABQ Accent, where catalysts, innovators, and risk takers share what their accent is on their work. Like a spoken accent, we all have an inflection or emphasis on where we put our energy. Join us to learn how these folks are putting their accents to work, building their vision of the future, and how you can get involved. Hello, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Mariah Harrison. Uh, I am the nonprofit and philanthropy coordinator for the city of Albuquerque. And I'm so glad to be joined by my friend and colleague today, Doug Small. He's a civic engagement manager, uh, and I'd love for him to tell me more about himself. But br briefly, I'm going to introduce him with everything that I know and would like to know more about uh, his bio. Thank you. Thankfully, uh, I am I'm really excited to start our first interview today for the ABQ accent with a native New Mexican. And although you went to Sandia High School, I'll forgive that, that's okay. Um, and Doug also went to college in Ohio, and then he came back to work for Albuquerque, working in marketing. Um, and of course, he's uh, also a Lobo. That's, that's pretty cool with me, too. <laughs> uh, Doug came to the city with, in 2019, I believe, as, as an assistant to First Lady Kissin Keller. Uh, and then in 2022, he took on the role of civic engagement manager, leading the efforts in building new and innovative pathways for for engage for re, for residents to get involved in local government. Doug works closely with members of the faith community here in Albuquerque and is the interfaith liaison for the city and has a wealth of experience in local organizing. And I can attest to all of those qualities and skills. And Doug, it's your turn. Tell me more about uh, your background and how everything brought you to this place. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And first, I just want to say I'm super excited to be the first guest um, on this new podcast. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a really, really interesting look in on some of the work that's being done here at the city. And, um, you know, it's just such a large, expansive organization that touches the lives of so many people. So I think it's really special to be able to share some of the stories today and really looking forward to listening to some um, in the future. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, you know, what brought me here, um, it's always kind of an interesting question. So as you noted in the intro, I'm a native New Mexican. Uh, my mom was an educator at CNM, and my brother and I grew up in Los Lunas. He went to Los Lunas High, and I went into Sandia. Um, part of that was, you know, my mom would always commute in every day, so I'd spend at least an hour and a half in the car as we were driving into school. Um, but yeah, you know, once I finished uh, my under, or sorry, once I finished high school in 2012, I went out of state for school to the College of Worcester. Uh, it's a small school in central Ohio, so if you haven't heard of it, don't worry about it. There was about 2,000 students, wasn't very big. Um, but, you know, there I was able to really sort of dive in on a big passion of mine, which was economics and really focusing on, um, got a super great education, and I was very lucky to be able to go there. Uh, but one thing, you know, that I certainly remember feeling when I was in high school is, you know, I can't wait to get out of here. can't wait to leave New Mexico. And I think that's when I talk to a lot of young people, there's often that sentiment. And, you know, I did that, too. I was very much there where I said I was ready to get out of here and go off to a new adventure. And suddenly I found myself missing home quite a lot. Um, and so graduating in 2016, the first thing I did was apply to several jobs here in New Mexico I got a job as a marketing strategist at a local company here that manufactures jewelry and uh, worked there for almost two years. And it was a really great time. I was able to you know, fulfill something that I thought was really important, which was to be able to come back, not be part of the brain drain problem that uh, is all often too often talked about here in New Mexico, but um, not a lot is done, uh, or at least not a lot formally was done, at least to alleviate that situation. So in some way, maybe I felt like that was my small part of doing it. 
But um, I really did uh, want to be able to come back and work in the community that raised me, work, uh, you know, uh, for the community that raised me. And that's eventually what happened. You know, I was able to, um, I've always been sort of involved in local organizing. And through those efforts, I heard about an opening within the mayor's office. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, I wanted to work in the community that raised me, but working for it was something that really, really seemed special. And um, being able to jump in first day as a new constituent service representative in the mayor's office was um, sort of what brought me to what we're doing now. That is so much. Um, and I think let's expand a little bit more on what it means to dive into constituent services, because I know that people, you know, we answer phone calls and we answer questions about what's going on in the city and how how we can help people who are facing some challenges. But what does that look like um, for that type of role? And how did that um make you sort of an amazing assistant to First Lady as well? Yeah, so the the first part of my career, I started off just doing constituent services. And that meant, you know, uh, responding to emails, uh, responding on the phone, and, you know, to letters, what have you, whenever mayor wasn't available to. And, you know, there's over almost 600,000 people in Albuquerque proper, certainly almost a million in the metro area. So realistically, you know, he needs to have a staff that is able to do that on his behalf as well. Um, so, you know, I was able to really dive in on something that I had never really done too much of before, but was really, really passionate about and, um, you know, learned very quickly. I think a lot of this work is something that requires you to be a fast paced, someone that enjoys a fast paced environment and is able to um, sort of roll with the punches, if you will. Um, but, you know, the opportunity came along to start working with the first lady and she had a she has an incredible vision for what it means to really engage with your local government, engage with the city, yeah. and really create pathways and avenues for people to have a voice within their local government. So I was privileged enough to work with her um, during the sort of inception of the office that we both work in now in the Office of Civic Engagement. Um, but that work started in 2019, and I'm really glad it did because it turned out to be a really important uh, team to have around during the pandemic, of course, um, and we can expand upon that in a minute. But, you know, that was sort of the initial pieces of starting in constituent services. You know, that's a really good point about sort of the inception of this office and First Lady's role there. Um, and it's a good time for maybe you to talk about what's going on these days. What's happening in the Office of Civic Engagement? How did it come to be? Yeah, so this was, um, you know, tracing it back to the summer months of 2019. We brought um, some folks on board that were uh, really sort of responsible for the build out of that office. And um, one, of the, one of the key things that was identified, right, was having a sort of consolidated citywide effort for anyone that wants to get involved, mm -hmm. whether that be a volunteer to serve on a board. Um, you know, there's a, lots and lots of different ways to get involved, which I'm sure we'll be able to go over here in a minute. But one of the like real principle and form, formational ideas for the team was to have a singular space for anyone that wants to, you know, make a difference in their city, where can they go do that? And so that sort of led to the 1ABQ volunteers effort. This was part of the 1ABQ initiative, which was launched the year before. Um, but this, uh, this was really sort of the next step in that progress. And so where that, you know, there's a lot in between, but where that uh, has sort of taken us today, you know, is having a list of around 25,000 or so volunteers that have signed up for the city um, mm -hmm. to do different opportunities. You know, we have per year around 1,000 different opportunities listed on the 1ABQ volunteer website. Um, but it also like sees itself in many different ways with us attending uh, park pop-ups, with us going to you know, neighborhood meetings with us going to make sure that 
we're being uh, that we're sharing, you know, ways to get involved at the rail yard market, at the growers market, and everywhere in between. You know, we really tried to make a concerted effort of not just having people sign up online or something like that. Like, you know, we want to be out there in the community. I think that's a core test, core tenet of civic engagement as a team, and uh, something I'm really proud to be able to work on alongside them. I think you're really right. I think I think the civic engagement piece is not just the website, not just saying, you know, here's some resources, here's some opportunities, but it's a relationship building. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested sort of in, I feel like that's kind of something that makes you shine. It makes like, a, it's a spark about Doug. You're really good at building relationships. You're really good at sort of seeing the bigger picture so that you can support other people in their visions. Uh, and a small piece of what you do, but I think something that's incredibly valuable to you is, is your work with the faith community. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little more about that. Yeah, so the, um, look, Albuquerque has an incredible, incredible interfaith community. Um, something, you know, I think there's been a few examples where that's really come to pass, and I'll share those in a sec. But, um, you know, my work with them has really been about that relationship building piece mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. talked about there. I think, you know, one of the things that when mayor came into office that he really identified that he wanted to work on was being able to, you know, say, like, if we need to reach out to folks in the community, like, we need to actively, you know, be someone that they can reach out to as well. Right. You know, so, like, it can't just be us making the call to them. We have to be able to be responding to any issues that arise as well. Um, so that's, you know, that's sort of taken the shape of everything from coffees to our interfaith or our faith breakfast that we do every single year. Um, you know, we're able to gather folks together to really talk about some of the policy priorities that we have going on here, but also really to listen to anything that's going on within the community that we might not otherwise hear. So I think it's proven to be um, a great program and certainly something that we are always looking to grow further. Um, and, you know, I mean, as a programmatic sense, it's really just about the relationships that we have there. And it's, uh, you know, we can never have too many. So I think that's something that's really been wonderful to work on. Yeah, good point. And I think I think the, the point about it being an interfaith community mm-hmm. is critical as well. We have so many incredible different groups right now that are that are active in, in, um, in Albuquerque. And the other part of that I've seen firsthand is is when something happens in the community, the city is able to come together in a more in, in sort of a I guess quicker way yeah. to, to respond to things and just to be present for each other. And it's not necessarily just about an event here or an event there or a particular organization, but it's about um, responding in a, in a quicker way. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think uh, an example, you know, last year uh, we suffered some tragic losses in our Muslim community, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, there was certainly, it certainly was helpful for us to know who to be able to reach out to so that we were able to have a proactive response from the city side. But really what I don't think a lot of people saw, and I think was really uh, a real testament to this city particularly Albuquerque, Mm. was how the interfaith community started supporting everyone, right? You know, this wasn't just like a city response. It was hardly like a city response right there. You know, APD did a fantastic job of tracking down a suspect and making sure that they were able to do that. Um, But really, like, the support structure and mechanisms there came from the community. And that's something, you know, that's so often hard to shine a light on, but something that's so important to share and tell because, um, you know, this really sets Albuquerque apart from a lot of other cities in the United States. And I think it's something everyone here should be very, very proud of. I appreciate you highlighting that. And that's something we might come back to in a bit. Um, it's something I love about our city too. Our, our residents and, and, and folks here care about their city mm-hmm. and they show up for yeah. each other. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a little more to explore about engagement in general, uh, civic engagement. It's, it's sort of a general term that, that folks outside of our circle might not really get, mm-hmm. but we do hear about public service, volunteerism, 
Um, there's a lot of ways that people can get engaged with the city. And I do want to highlight absolutely 1abqvolunteers.com for people to sign up on. And we can get we can talk more about how people can can get engaged. But I want to talk a little bit more about um, what are you trying to accomplish and what's innovative about the work that you do day to day? Like, is there something that you feel is helps you get up in the morning, helps you feel good at the end of the night? What are your favorite projects and what are, how, what is innovative about these pieces? Sure. Um, so I think a few things to cover there. If I were to start with favorite projects, um, something I've gotten to work on the past few years has been uh, the state of the city, mm -hmm. right? So the state of the city um, is not just a speech in a stuffy hotel ballroom right. as it has been in years past. Right. Uh, this has really been turned inside out. So what we really have tried to do with this and, um, you know, I think what's been really successful about this is we've made this into a community event where it's not only a place for Mayor to deliver, you know, the priorities that we are expecting to see upcoming. It's not just a place for him to talk about what we've been working on. This is a place for the community to share in that experience and learn from city departments who are all there tabling. Mm -hmm. If they want to talk to an officer, they want to talk to a firefighter, they want to talk to an ACS responder. This is a place like where we have all the city departments located. It's an event where you can go meet the people that work for you. Mm -hmm. And it's also a space um, where you can meet the community organizations that we work with. So one thing I want to sort of mention, and I'll, this will tie into where the broader piece of civic engagement, is that Albuquerque is an incredibly robust nonprofit sector mm -hmm. and sort of advocacy-based network. Uh, just fantastic, fantastic folks in, those, in that world. And, um, you know, we are super lucky as a city to have that. Uh, I don't think we would be able to function quite as a city without mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, so this is also a space to share in their achievements, their successes, and ways to get involved with them as well. So that's a, definitely a favorite project of mine. Um, in terms of sort of where that innovation occurs, that's that's sort of where I want to tie it back to, right? Because I think a lot of the work that we try to do in civic engagement and broadly within you know the public affairs realm of the mayor's office, right, is really focusing on ways of bringing more people to the table in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. So whether that's an individual that wants to volunteer at the animal shelter or an advocacy group that really wants to help on legislation that they care about, you know, being able to have a... Uh, an avenue f to have your voice heard at the table is something that's incredibly important and incredibly meaningful. So I want to, you know, really applaud the work that's been done by the team on this, but also want to say, like, you know, we invite everyone and anyone to really work with us because I don't think there's any case where, you know, we wouldn't want to work with someone to make sure that their voice can be heard yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I could not agree on on two points any more <laughs> than I possibly could. That, that the nonprofit community and our advocacy groups are incredibly robust, mm -hmm. like you said, um, and very active and really, really making a difference and, and bringing them to the table and being willing to, to work with them. Um, they're also looking for that. And yep. I, I think that, you, that in the work that you do and the perspective that you provide for those types of relationships is really encouraging that. Mm. Um, and the other thing is, is lifting other people's voices up. This is so much what I want to do with this podcast is invest in our, in their, in everyone's voices more. Mm -hmm. So it's a really great opportunity um, to highlight the organizations that we work with. And we'll be doing that more. Um, and I'd love for you to make recommendations on an organization. Oh, absolutely. I'll get a list. <laughs> yeah. I know that there's just some incredible people out there. Uh, so let's see. Um, I'm interested in you're talking about, you know, you came to work in this job to work for the city that you love and with the city that you love. So in the time that you've been here so far, um, do you feel like you've learned more or anything in particular? Not, not, not so much a lesson, but maybe an essence about the city and the work that you wish other people knew. 
Yeah, I think there's a few things. One, um, okay, so I'll say two right off the top of my head. One is for anyone that wants to get involved in their local government, whether or not that means serving on a board or commission, whether that means volunteering, whether that not that means adopting a park, what, whatever it may be, there's a lot of avenues and pathways that are available through the city to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, something I think that, you know, is not underappreciated or overlooked is but is uh, really just a true testament to the spirit of this city is you know how many people really already do this right you know whether or not they're working for a local food bank or whether or not they're helping and passing out um, you know food to those that are don't have enough or something like that right there's always people that are doing this but there's always more ways to be involved so for anyone searching for that I think you know we can provide a lot of pathways and avenues and recommendations for that um the other you know that i would say is that you know you should consider working for the city Mm -hmm. Uh, the city has a lot of openings and it has one of the best you know uh packages in terms of you know retirement it has one of the best offerings uh, for a stable career Mm -hmm. and it has the ability to really you know you can work for somewhere that you love right if you love living in the city you should consider it too uh i think you know it's not just about giving your time back for free. We are also more than happy to hire folks for a lot of positions because we also want to make sure that the people that are working in the community are reflective of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, indeed. Say that one more time. The people working in our community should be reflective of our community. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I've, I see that already with the folks that I work with. They're so, they come from all different parts of town. They went to all the different high schools. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, they, in turn, then provide their energy and their passion back into their work. And and this is so much of what I'm interested in highlighting is is staffers here at the city, just like you, who work a lot behind the scenes and get so so much done, or at least are trying to get done, things that are impacting and improving other people's lives in our city. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, there's, I, I can't speak highly enough of the city staff that we have right. currently. Right. I mean, I think it's an amazing team. It's, an org- it's a huge organization, like yeah. somewhere between five and 6,000 folks. Um, so it's hard to, it's hard to really say thank you to everyone, but, you know, I certainly know that if I could, I would, and if that, um, you know, mayor could, I know he would, Uh, I've talked with him multiple times about this, about really just how appreciative he is of the work Mm -hmm. that everyone does here. Um, but, you know, I think, um, some of the other pieces of it are that, you know, there's a, there's a real sense of duty that one feels when you're able to work in these types of roles and, uh, an appreciation for the expectations that the community puts on us, right? Because, you know, there's not exactly a secret that Albuquerque has a lot of problems right now. And those are something that we certainly need help on. You know, we're never going to say that we can all do this alone. In fact, we will say that we can't, right? Right. This is sort of a community-driven one. This is also one that we need the partnership of other municipalities, of other advocates, organizations, sort of everyone at the table. And that's really been a mantra with this administration and really certainly within civic engagement, something that we are really actively working on too. Right. I've seen that. Absolutely. And I want to I want to ask just briefly, is there something that um, maybe in the circle of bringing people to the table uh, and what you do day to day is maybe a challenge that you're facing on a day to day basis that you feel our community or anybody else listening might be interested in supporting or, to, or helping you? Yeah, um, I would say there's a few. So this is one where I'll plug the Wenadiki volunteers, of course. Uh, One of the things that I think the team at Civic Engagement has done really well is uh, building a um, sort of a network or portal, really, where if you want to get involved at the the local level, right, Right. the most local of levels, there is a ton of different ways to do that, and we Mm -hmm. try to list them all out there. 
Um, as for things to bring to the table, you know, I think we really uh, need the support of the community as it comes towards um, really addressing some of the more serious issues, right? So I think mm -hmm. crime and homelessness are mm -hmm. things that we know that are affecting the lives of everyone here. Right. And, um, you know, there's no simple solutions, but I think having the advocacy and support as the city works towards those solutions is super important. Um, ones I would mention like that are MCI, so that's the Metro Crime Initiative. Right. Those are super important uh, policy pieces that we're pursuing uh, in partnership with folks at the state, in folks with uh, prosecutors' offices, as well as um, defense attorneys, right? So, like, we really, this is, again, one where you try to bring everyone to the table so that we can work on uh, something that's, work on an issue that is really affecting the lives of so many here. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, housing and homelessness. Um, you know, the city has opened the Gibson Health Hub the uh, and the Gateway Center within it. Oh, great. Uh, so it's an amazing, amazing project, mm -hmm. and we're super grateful that we're able to have this open right now. But we're really looking forward to the expansion piece. And so again, this is one where community members can help support it either through donation drives for some of the partner organizations that are uh, working in that space, or you know we're actively working on setting up ways that you can volunteer in them. Right. So we almost have that ready. We are in process right now, but I think that's something that people can be looking forward to as well. Okay. So I think really just the message here is that um, if there's an issue that you care about in this city, whether it's those ones, the two I just listed, or making sure that your park's clean, right? There is a way to be involved, and there is a way to get involved, and there always, um, there always will be the support from this administration to make sure that that's possible. Awesome, Doug. That's I I really appreciate that, and that is that is really the essence. Of what I think of what you bring to the table is is that willing to willingness to find opportunities for people and to help match them with what their interests are, and just the open mindedness about people's capability to do to make a different difference in their own way mm -hmm. right gosh there's so many things I want to ask you yeah no yeah. ask away <laughs> okay. um, I, and I appreciate I appreciate that also your perspective turns a challenge into an opportunity in, in, in a very real tangible way um, so let's let's recap real briefly what is the website people can go to to look for opportunities? Sure. So if you want to look for um, ways to, you know, volunteer at the animal shelter or adopt your local park or go to the biopark, there's a lot of different ones listed there. I also note that we have around 400 organizations right. um, within the 1ABQ Volunteers Network. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of different ways for them. Uh, they could always use more help as well. Um, but that's 1abqvolunteers.com. Uh, it's a great portal. You just sign up. Uh, name, phone, and email, I think, is all that you need. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll be able to sign up for a litany of different opportunities there. Um, other ways to get involved if you're interested in more of the advocacy side and some of the side of addressing you know, some of the larger uh, issues around uh, public safety and crime, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's called MCI. So that's Metro Crime Initiative. And I think we do need a lot of advocacy and support from community members to make sure that their voices are being heard um, not just here in the city, but also in places like Santa Fe, right? Mm -hmm. Because the city of Albuquerque and this administration truly do believe that this needs to be in a, a full spectrum um, approach in order to address this issue, right? This is not something that came to us overnight mm -hmm. and it's not something that's going away overnight. So we really do need the help of everyone in the community and in New Mexico to help address this. Um, and then for housing and homelessness, you know, I think this is one that we see every single day and it's, um, it's one that none of us want to see, right. but something we absolutely have to deal with. 
And so I think some of the best ways you can do this are helping support some of the incredible community organizations mm -hmm. that are working on this, mm -hmm. and then also supporting the G Gateway Center. Yeah. Um, I think this project is really going to be something that we see uh, really changing the lives of people. And I want to dive in on that one just real quick, yeah. because I think um, around the Gateway Center and the Gibson Health Hub, I think there's a little bit sometimes of a misconception of what its purpose is for, right? Yeah. So this right here is meant to be a an institution, right? Not just like where we're gonna fo house folks and people are just gonna stay there indefinitely. Right. This is meant to be a full service, like all uh, full service spectrum institution that helps people. Yeah. So this has everything from medical sobering for first responders to drop off folks, mm -hmm. to making sure that we have medical respite, to making sure that we all have shelters, right? But this also all connects people with like job training centers, right? This is designed to connect people with services that actually get them into housing. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of lot of work that needs to be done there and a lot of ways that we need community support on that. Yeah. And I think, you know, something that um, we are certainly committed to doing as an administration is really sharing that a little bit more and making sure that, you know, folks aren't just seeing this as just a uh, expensive hotel because yeah. it is not. It, it is, is not. meant to be a place to get people out of the cycle of homelessness and out of the cycle of addiction that oftentimes impacts some of those folks. Mm -hmm. So much, such, so much of a bigger picture that is has brought this whole project together. So it is. It's one location, and I think it's really incredible that so many different resources are brought together for that larger, larger purpose of moving people into housing. Yeah, and that's also a perspective that people are aware of that housing first does an incredible job of helping people with other issues. Um, yeah, I, I would say housing first, and then also mention, of course, a quick plug for housing forward. Housing um, forward. Because you know, one of the things that we need to address, certainly, if we are going to tackle the challenges of um, homelessness, right, is making sure that there's homes for people to go to. Uh, this is something I think that a lot of folks, especially a lot of younger folks, you know, I've talked to a lot of uh, college students, right, mm -hmm. um, to a lot of even seniors, that are struggling to pay their rents, right? Uh, rents have gone up astronomically since yeah, COVID, right. and it is something that is really, really affecting many members of the community, but certainly folks that are trying to get out of the cycle of homelessness, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's an equal challenge that we need to address. And you know, something that we like to say um, on the team all the time is, you know, is you need need to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time, uh -huh. right? Like you can't just do one thing and then expect the other to get fixed. You can't really play whack-a-mole with problems. You really have to be able to approach these things from a higher level and understand what the larger picture is. Mm -hmm. And approach it from multiple sides. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and not not wait for one thing to be done before the next thing starts. Exactly. Start where yeah. We are. It, yeah. Yeah. It cannot be a cascade effect. It has to be done all at once. Right. Yeah. With a, a lot of creativity and patience. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, I think a good note to wrap this up on, um, not only with just sort of re-expressing my gratitude for your creativity and open-mindedness and, and sense of humor, I, I think that um, your, your professionalism is not um, clouded by a lack of a sense of humor. <laughs> Thank I think, you. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot going on, and I appreciate, um, I just appreciate who you are. So tell me, um, at the end of the day, when do you know that you've made a difference in your work? Uh, and yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, I think, you know, um, I think this is something a lot of city employees will be able to share with, uh, whether or not they are a transit driver, a solid waste driver, or a police officer, right? Talking to the people that you serve is when you know that you're making the difference. And being able to see that actual impact in someone's life 
is something that's so incredibly valuable about working in local government mm -hmm. and something that's so incredibly needed in the city right now. So, you know, I will, of course, plug once again, you know, come join the team. Yeah. I think, you know, we could always, we're always looking for folks that want to be able to give back to the community and want to do it as a career. Mm -hmm. um, because whether or not you want to do PD, AFR, or, you know, do transit or come in our team in the mayor's right. office, right? We're always looking for dedicated individuals who want to serve their city and want to see that change that they've made in someone's life. And that's something I think that's really special about local government that you don't get to see certainly at the federal level or state level as often um, is sort of that immediate impact, right? Mm -hmm. If someone calls because their trash didn't get picked up and they had it out, then you know we'll make sure to get back out there and right. get it. Yeah. If um, you know there's a pothole that needs to be fixed and someone mm -hmm. calls 311 and that routes over to our team, we make sure to get it fixed. Right. And so we get to see the change that we make in our community because we live in it, mm -hmm. right? And that's something that I think I'm incredibly grateful for and something I look forward to every single day. Beautiful, Doug. Thank you so much. I think everything you, you've mentioned really reflects some of the most amazing values that you hold that, that encourage you to do this work every day. So thank you so much for your time. And I just want to emphasize that at any anytime people can reach out to you, they can go to the website, mm -hmm. um, they, they can call 311, and uh, we'll make those connections so that they can be more engaged. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You bet, Doug. All right. Hope everyone has a wonderful day. And uh, thanks for listening to the ABQ Accent.